You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Monday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is, I guess, the um, Brendan Lemieux show. My name is Sarah Affampato, host of this show. And uh, as always, glad to be here. Wish I wasn't talking about biting still, but here we are. On today's show, we'll give you the latest updates on the Lemieux situation. And then I'm talking with Gil Martin, uh, host of Monday's editions of Locked On NHL, where we kind of talk about some big stories across the league. So I gave him the latest updates on the situation. And then knowing that uh, most likely we're going to be without Brendan Lemieux for a little while, I talked with Jason Hernandez, who watches a lot of rain games. And so he gave me his perspective on who could potentially be the next call up for the Kings. So the big news first off is that Brendan Lemieux does have a hearing scheduled. It is Tuesday. It is an in-person via Zoom hearing, which means, uh, as we discussed yesterday in sort of the bonus show, uh, that the league has the option of suspending him more than five games, uh, but who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be on Tuesday morning sometime, so we will know the outcome before the game tomorrow night against the Ducks. But right now, that's really all we know is that he has the the, the hearing scheduled and we should know more uh, tomorrow. So let's get it started first off with Gil Martin giving him an update on the whole situation, why it happened, and uh, where we go from here. But obviously, Brendan Lemieux ejected over the weekend in a game for biting Brady Kachuk of the Senators during a fight. He is now scheduled to have an in-person hearing for this incident. And uh, first of all, you know, you saw it. Tell me what what's going on here. I mean, this is Brendan Lemieux at his finest is uh, <laughs> is this moment right here. Uh, you know, he's a player who the Kings acquired him to, you know, be a little bit gritty, to be that sort of pesty player. Uh, and for the most part, since he's joined the Kings, he's played on the right side of, of the line. And even in the past couple of games, you know, he's been scoring goals. His line has looked really good. And you're like, OK, like I wasn't particularly in favor of the trade when they did it. But I was like, all right, like he's contributing. He's a good bottom six guy. And then this happens. And you're like, OK, no, he really is who who I thought he was. Um, and, and the whole thing started because uh, Brady Kachuk and someone else from the Senators kind of hit one of the Kings players, I think after the whistle or after he got rid of the puck and Lemieux being the guy on the team who does this went after him. You know, I don't like you pushing around my teammate. And then it just devolved from there. And I guess that they also have a history together when uh, Lemieux was still on the Rangers. I believe that they uh, got into some nonsense when uh, he was still out there. So it's just continuing beef. And it's just, I can't believe I've had to expend so much energy on doing podcasts where I'm like, we do not bite other human beings, but here we are. <laughs> what What is that book? Everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten or something right. like that. He like, needs to read that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, mom said, don't bite. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. okay. He's going for the in-person hearing. That usually means a longer suspension or, or a more, you know, more than a fine when you, when you mm-hmm. go in person, where do you see this going? I mean, my guess would be in the sort of five to seven range. I don't know that he qualifies as repeat offender, but he certainly 
has the reputation, which I'm sure is going to be taken in, into account in doing this. Um, I, they can hand him whatever suspension they want, and I will have no complaints about it. Like this was just immature. You know, I, I know that his reasoning was that he he was saying in the game that Kachuk poked him in the eye, which is also bad. Like don't poke people in the eye either. Right. But two wrongs don't make a right. Don't bite someone. Uh, this, <laughs> this isn't hard. Um, and, you know, the whole situation just spiraled out of control very quickly. And yeah, I, I would expect at least five. I don't, I think more than 10 would be, you know, I, I don't know. Like, is there even a past history of suspensions for biting? Like there's no precedent on this one to, to, to try to gauge how long he's going to be out. But um, yeah, that there, no complaints here. Uh, I, you know, immediately was like, this should be a thing player safety looks at. And uh, thankfully on this one, they actually did, made the right call. Now the Kings did win the hockey game four mm-hmm. to two, ended a losing streak. So that had to be good. What, what happened during this losing streak that was problematic and what was different against Ottawa besides the caliber of the opponent? Yeah, I, th- I think that in in this losing streak, what we saw was a lot of the Kings playing to their opponent. Like they were letting the opponent dictate the pace of the game. Um, for example, they lost to the Coyotes in a game that they should not have lost. It went to overtime for, because reasons. And you could see that the Kings weren't playing their game. They were letting Arizona dictate everything about the game. And so, you know, the Kings are still kind of finding their identity. They don't really know who they are as a team yet which makes it hard to play consistently the same way every game. And so that's really what we saw was them getting away from what they know they do well and just sort of mass confusion. Guys didn't know what they were doing and it just didn't look good. Um, I think that this game, it it was just the caliber of the opponent. Um, I I think that had they played this game against a better team, I don't think they would have won it. Um, But, you know, credit to Ottawa's goalie. uh, Philip Gustafson was great. I think the Kings put something like 40 shots or 30 some shots on him and, uh, he was great in net, um, but I, yeah, I, I don't think we would have had the same result had it been, you know, the the Capitals or something that we were playing. So you said this is a team that is yet to find its identity. After watching them for the first roughly 20 games of the season, what do you feel their identity should be? You know, I think that they have enough young kind of puck moving players that they you know, have the ability to be more creative on offense. It doesn't just have to be the dump and chase that we're kind of used to seeing and that they turn back to whenever they're struggling. Uh, we have guys who who move the puck, who get the puck to the net, uh, especially some of the younger defensemen. Uh, and I think they need to look more at that. And, you know, this is a team that Todd McClellan's message when he talks about them is he is, you know, if we, we want the puck and if we don't have the puck, we're going to do everything we can to get it back. And so, you know, that heavy forecheck is something that's been lacking in a lot of these games that they've lost. But that's really, if they get back to playing the way that we know that they can, we're going to see a lot more of that, um, you know, puck retrieval and doing everything they can to make life hard on the opponent. Yeah, that that's uh, always a good way to play. How about the goaltending? I mean, it, it seems to be a little bit on the inconsistent side right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been very odd. Uh, Jonathan Quick is absolutely having a resurgence uh, in net. It's like he found he had one offseason surgery and now found the fountain of youth and, you know, has people. Someone legitimately was suggesting Jonathan Quick for Team USA for the Olympics, which I don't think they should be doing. But his numbers are amazing. He's in the top of goalies in the league. And he's it's not like he's only played a couple games. Uh, you know, the, the 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 plan for this year has always been kind of a 1A, 1B situation with Cal Peterson. 
and have them rotate games. And, you know, when one guy's hot, you just keep playing them. Uh, but Peterson has struggled. I don't know. You know, I, I'm looking forward to digging more into what's going on with him. I don't know if it's mental, if it's the pressure of knowing that, you know, the starting job is his to take, but he's been struggling a little bit. So, you know, I'm hoping that at least getting that win over Ottawa will get him back on the right path. But it's it's been a weird year for goaltending. How much will it mean to this team if and when Drew Doughty comes back? Yeah, he's yeah, that's going to be a really great move for, for the Kings. Uh, there have been defensemen having to play way more minutes than they should have been because Doughty has been out. Um, the good thing is it's given some of the young guys a chance to get their feet wet in the NHL and to see what they have. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to shake things up for the better. And, as you know, assuming that he is back to what we expect from Drew Doughty and that he isn't kind of hampered by his injury still, um, it's going to make the blue line better and uh, hopefully get the power play making a little more, uh, a little more goals and less frustration. There is more coming up next, but before we keep talking about biting, let's talk about television. Because did you know that sometimes TV is really frustrating? You'll have one device for one thing, another device for something else. You have to keep track of passwords, keep track of remote controls. It's just all super annoying. Well, we now have a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible devices are required and content varies by package. So with Brendan Lemieux getting some sort of suspension, we don't know what it is quite yet. That's going to open up a roster spot on the Kings for someone to come in and uh, get a couple games in, maybe have someone make their NHL debut. And uh, to give us some perspective on who might be able to be called up from the Ontario Reign, uh, I have my eye in the sky from Ontario. Jason J.D. Hernandez, also host of Locked on uh, Ducks and uh, the Thursday editions of Locked on Gulls. So he knows his AHL and he knows his reign. So who, who, what boy can I have? <laughs> you can have all well, several of them because they haven't really played much in the past few days. I mean, we just found out just recently that the Ontario Reigns games this weekend were indeed postponed because of bad ice <laughs> or or as they say, a, a malfunction of sorts. Um, for those in Southern California, we had those insane wind storms last week right before Thanksgiving and the power went out. So, of course, the power went out. What happens when the power goes out? Stuff happens, stuff malfunctions, and we end up with postponed games. Uh, those games will be made up at some point soon, hopefully. But hey, they're on their way to Abbotsford right now to take on the Abbey Canucks, who just had their own games postponed, but that was for something a little more serious up there. So these are two teams that are becoming um, pretty, pretty fresh. But as far as rain players that will probably get called up, well, let me use. Lemieux's a defenseman, right? Oh, no, Lemieux's a... No, he's forward. a... Yeah. He, he's a I forward. mean, he doesn't really uh, do much of anything, but... I, I I know who the Kings should call up. Uh-huh. And well, that should be Martin Furk. Mm-hmm. 
but I know they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to because for whatever reason, they, they don't call him up all that frequently. So the other guy that I would like to see get a game with the Kings might be TJ Tynan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tynan has been a very capable forward, is very good at moving the puck around, uh, very adept at getting the puck across the zone pretty effectively. I've always liked TJ Tynan's game in general back when he was playing with Colorado. Now uh, He's always had that really steady two-way game, which I like a lot. So I like him a lot. Uh, if you want to go bold and have someone debut for the Kings, how about Kachev? Why, why well, not? Well, bring Kachev? him back. Bring him back. Yeah, yeah bring, him, bring him back for a spell. Yeah. Um, Kachev, he's been hot with the rain recently as well. So why not? Those are kind of my favorite options to come up is Tynan, yeah. Kachev, and Ferk. Yeah. Ferk, I feel like Ferk is such an interesting case because he was well on his way to earning a spot with the Kings last season and then he got hurt and then he got hurt again and then they didn't have any roster space for him so he he could conceivably be someone who they bring up because they know him they trust him they know how he plays with other guys on the team um he has a pretty sweet mustache which uh, Uh I know doesn't affect his playing but maybe it does I'm I'm jealous of his mustache right now I'll I'll admit that but I I've always liked his playing. It looks like he's 100% this season. Mm-hmm. It really looks like it, where he's been kind of back and forth with the league lead and points and whatnot. So I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be called up. Mm-hmm. But, hey, why not? Uh, Tynan, you know, he's played in the NHL for, like, a few games here yeah. and there, obviously with Colorado. And Rain fans should be very familiar with TJ Tynan because <laughs> he was part of that team that ousted the rain in 2016 when he was a member mm-hmm. of the Lake Erie Monsters when they won the Calder Cup. But how about this? TJ Tynan doesn't have an NHL goal. Mm. He only has one point in the NHL, and that was with Colorado. So just for the story, how cool would it be <laughs> to have TJ Tynan score his first NHL goal mm-hmm. at 29 or maybe 30 years old later this season. I'm just saying it, it'd make a cool story. Yeah. I be, I, I feel like he's someone who like, I obviously knew of him when he was in, in with Lake Erie or whatever they, yeah. Like they were Lake Erie, then Cleveland now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I knew of him then, and then he's played with the Chicago wolves. So I covered him when he played here for a couple years and, you know, obviously, like you said, Kings and Reigns fan will be familiar with him from from what he did with Colorado. But I just I always feel like he's played more NHL games because he's just been around so long. But no, he's never really been given much of a chance by any team that he's been with. No, he really hasn't, mainly because he's had a steady veteran presence wherever he's landed. He was he's he's always had a captain role with either the Eagles or with the Monsters. That's his role. And right now he's an alternate in Ontario. So he has a role. He's good at it. Does that translate to the NHL? Why not just give him Mm -hmm. a few games? Let him have the possible thrill of scoring an NHL goal. Yeah. And he's already... He's already been up with the Kings as kind of the extra guy on that Canadian road trip. So they... while, While he hasn't gotten into a game, they're at least familiar with him 
how he meshes with the team. And I know that he had been sort of practicing on that fourth line, uh, which would make it easy for him to step in for Lemieux. Um, and I know from watching him that he can play basically any position you put him in um, mm-hmm. and do it well enough to not, you know, embarrass himself uh, at the, <laughs> you know, presumably at the NHL level. More with Jason about a potential rain call-ups coming up after this. Before that, though, let's talk snacks because we've been talking so much about biting that uh, we might as well talk about snacks as well. And uh, today is the best day of the year. It's the best Monday of the year, at least. And it is Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to go to get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That is 20% off site-wide. And you can get even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. We've got a brand new Built Bar flavor just in time. It's Caramel Almond Delight. I tried one of these yesterday, and it is exactly what it says it is. It tastes super caramely. There's little chunks of almonds in it. It is super delicious. They've also a new flavor called White Chocolate Cheesecake. It's a Built Bar puff, so it's a marshmallowy delight. Low in calories, high in protein, and all around delicious. It is the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off of everything. Head over to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. We've also got Bet Online to tell you about because Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season, so head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, and the UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, so go over to betonline.ag, promo code locked on. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Um, so I, I think he'd be an interesting choice. I like I like Kachev. I think that Todd McClellan didn't quite know what to do with him before in the first couple games of the season when he was with the Kings, but he yeah, he's been he had like what, like a seven game point streak or something with the Rain? Uh, yes, it was a seven game streak. Yeah. Word. And so he he like he's got, you know, his legs under him a little more in terms of North American hockey. And we certainly could use him on the power play because it's aggressively mediocre. Well, yeah, the Kings power play is aggressively mediocre. The rain power play is yes. amongst the top in mm-hmm. the league right now. I, I'm sure you notice that. But the rain's power play, it is second best in the AHL right now at 26.2 yeah. percent. The best is the Rochester Amherst. Oh. It's not Utica. <laughs> yeah. That's surprising. I mean, good good on them. It, it's surprising because Rochester kind of has uh, an, an aggressive style just on, on that half ice mm-hmm. zone they have, or the half ice, but uh, the forecheck, or the back check they got to work on, but I'll talk about other teams. <laughs> now, we're talking about the rain, not yeah. the Rochester Amherst or the Utica Comets. <laughs> Sorry, just for 10 seconds, can you yes. believe Utica's hot start to the season? That was ridiculous. 13, 13 like, in a row to start the season, new AHL record. Yeah, so for, for anyone who isn't uh, following their AHL like we do, yeah, Utica, which is now the new affiliate of the Devils, 
um, after the Canucks moved their affiliate to um, Abbotsford. Uh, they, yeah, got off to a ridiculous start this season, but they finally lost. And so they lost to Rochester, right? Yep. Yeah. So sure did. thanks, Rochester. Yeah, they, they finally did the thing. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, guess who's right behind the rain as far as power play is concerned? Uh, is it the Gulls? It is the Gulls. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my cousin Vinny Letary. Sorry, talk about the Gulls for 15 seconds. Yes, Letary, go ahead. I'm counting. Letary's been hot, and so has, well, I, I love all the players on there. It's so hard to, to, to choose just one or two players, but Vinny Letary has been on a tear. He's been called up to the Ducks more than a couple times, always been that kind of extra for San Diego. And we have to at least talk a little bit about Jacob Perot. The, we do. The lacrosse goal was sick. We do. We do. Okay, more than 15 it, seconds, but that was it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's been your 15 seconds. But you're going to be back on the show on Tuesday because yeah. we've got to get ready for a Kings-Ducks game. So I'll give you like 35 more seconds on Tuesday's show to talk about Jacob Perot. Yeah. Fair. Fair, fair right, enough. Sweet. Um, any of well, now that I while I have you, uh, Sean Dersey. Yeah. What do you think? Made his NHL debut, two points in his first game. Um, looks like he knows what he's doing. What What's your thoughts on uh, Sean Dersey up in the NHL? You had me on earlier this month. Talking about Sean Jersey and saying, give him a chance. Let the kids play. The first time when he wasn't called up, I said, are you freaking kidding me, Kings? Are you kidding me? Like, this is the obvious choice to call him up. He finally got called up, got a point and an assist. I'm happy for Sean Jersey making his debut with the Kings. We'll miss him in Ontario because I don't think he's coming back. No, he might once players come, come back. But he's been super impressive. I like his game a lot. He's not as much of a systematic player as he used to be mm -hmm. when he was first with Ontario last season. Um, he's opened up his game a lot more in recent years. Uh, he's become more confident in his game. I think that's something that kind of goes without saying is confidence sometimes plays a big factor in a player's development. And for someone like Sean Dersey to have that hot start, in 13 games with the rain. I mean, he was leading all defensemen for a while there in points. Obviously, he won't be leading defensemen now because he's gone up with the Kings. Good good for you. But, no, his, his confidence has skyrocketed. And, by the way, great for his family to see him mm -hmm. score those first points in front of them. That, that kind of brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. Just I was just happy for the kid. Very happy for him. But I... I like his overall game. Um, I also like seeing him, by the way, on the power play for the Los Angeles Kings. Who knew that it took Sean Dersey to fix the Kings power play just because he's a very responsible quarterback on the power play. I don't think we use that word enough to describe someone on the power play. But there's your guy who will keep the puck in, who will draw. He draws opponents to him where he'll kind of play with the puck for a few seconds, draw opponents to him and then pass it off to at times it could be Kopitar or many other players and that's how the Kings have at least had some moderate success recently on that power play and we saw that with the rain which is why the rain are leaving the league in the power play is Jersey was that guy yeah I think that he I won't say it surprised me because I I also was like yeah call this kid up 
Um, but he, he has, he has stepped right in very easily to the Kings. And I know that, uh, you know, Dowdy looks like he's ready to come back, but Sean Dersey is still on the top six or on the, you know, he's still practicing with the defenseman. He's not an extra guy. Yep. Dare, dare I say this, you ready for this? I think he could be a top four ceiling defenseman. I think that's his ceiling. Absolutely. Oh, don't don't act surprised. That's what I personally think. I will die on that hill. Maybe even a top three defenseman for a team. That's his ceiling. He's still only 23 years old. And I know it takes defensemen a little bit longer to develop, but he's on his way. I don't see any reason why he can't be a top four defenseman for some team later on down the line, hopefully the LA Kings, sorry, the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> but I, I like to see it. I, I just like watching him play that position. Yeah. But get he... a number other than 50. <laughs> choose, choose a different number, Sean. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Maybe once they tell him he uh, can stay, he'll, uh, he'll get a real number. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully at some point. But when when he comes back to Ontario, because I I know it's probably going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes back, he will come back to a strong team, and I think he's almost played enough games where he'd be able to play in the Calder Cup playoffs. This is of course assuming that the Kings do not make the playoffs, and as of right now, they're on the outside looking in. So maybe the Kings give him a few more games in Ontario to give him that experience to be able to play in the Calder Cup playoffs. We've seen that several times before where players get called back late in the season. Then they go and dominate in the Calder Cup playoffs like Adrian Kempe in 2016. Just saying. Well, thanks so much for for sharing your thoughts on the rain. It's going to be exciting to see who gets an opportunity. We didn't even talk about uh, Alec, uh, uh, Turcotte, who I feel like a lot of play, a lot of fans want to see called up. But uh, I like your top three, and it I feel like very shortly we're going to know exactly how long we're missing Brendan Lemieux and uh, how long we're going to get to see one of the rain guys. For people who want to hear more from you, keep up with the gulls. Where can they find you and your show online? Well, you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and you can follow the freaking show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or you can just look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks wherever you get your podcast. It's free and available across all platforms, and we definitely take a bite out of crime. Thanks to Gil for talking with me. Again, that's Locked on NHL every day of the week. But uh, Gil, you can hear him on Monday talking to three hosts every week all about some of the biggest stories in the league. Thanks also to Jason for uh, chatting with me about the Ontario Reign. Tomorrow we're going to hear from him again because we're playing the Ducks. And it's the first time we've met each other this season. Uh, The Ducks are doing surprisingly well. So we have a lot to learn about the Anaheim Ducks. So that is tomorrow's show. So now that you're done listening to us, go and check out Locked on Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcast platforms and uh, pretty sure YouTube. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Find the show on Twitter at, at Locked on LA Kings. Of course, available wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure you're subscribing. Come back tomorrow to hear the latest on the Brendan Lemieux situation and learn all about our next opponent, the Anaheim Ducks. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.